You're listening to the Fantasy on Tap podcast. Y'all ready for this? A podcast where three dudes talk about fantasy football and beer. Here is your host, Nate McAllister. Hello, fantasy football community. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the F to the O to the T. I'm your host, Nate McAllister. And it's the normal old crew today. We got my guy, Craig, the foot tugger Anderson. Craig, how you doing, brother? I'm living, man. How y'all doing today? Doing great. And then we got James. The boogie man, Borges, hailing from California. How you doing, man? Whoop, whoop. What's up, little Craigie? What's up, Nate the Great, the skate? <laughs> uh, James, uh, you just you just pulled off a trade today in our dynasty league, huh? What? Uh, tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about that trade. First off, uh, the dynasty league is a, kind of an awkward one. It's a um, three quarterback super flex, so you could start. Uh, there's no required quarterback, but you can start three quarterbacks in the uh, super flex position. Um, it's only an eight-man league because of the uh, amount of quarterbacks in the league. So, James, tell us about that trade you pulled off. Pretty epic. Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm happy with what I got. I actually put it on Twitter. So, for those of you guys that follow us on Twitter, I put up a little poll on there. Go on there and vote or give me some feedback. Tell me what you're thinking. Um, so, I went and got myself Dak Prescott. In the draft, I drafted quarterbacks in the fourth, fifth, and sixth. It's my first time drafting in a league like this, so I wasn't feeling very confident in my quarterbacks. I had to give up Rager, Jalen Rager, uh, Jimmy G, and Nick Chubb. Big package going to get Dak Prescott, my guy. Oh, Dak. Just for my Dak, guy. huh? All right, for Dak, that's a lot. Yeah. Craig, what's your what's your D- thoughts on that? That's trade? a lot for Dak. Like I said, I like Nick Chubb. And so that's a tough one to have to give up just for Dak. But you were in love with Jimmy G last week, weren't you? You I were know. screaming I, over Jimmy G. I, I was, but you know the thing that you got to realize is this is a dynasty league, so I'm going to have Dak for a very, very long time. I like the weapons that um, he has around him. And uh, Chubb, I mean, I love Chubb, but he's not going to last longer than Dak. And it's a it's a premium quarterback league, so I had to go out there and get my guy so I can uh, I could smash this year. That's true, but uh, can I just ask you this one question? If it would have been, let's say, Deshaun Watson or even Kyler Murray, would you still have pulled the trigger? No. <laughs> is it is it just? Do you think that Dak's better than those guys? Has more uh, longevity, or do you? Is it just a little bit because you like Dak? Uh, it's a combination of the both. Being a Cowboys fan, I love Dak, so it makes me proud and excited to have one of my favorite players on my fantasy team, but I just like his offensive line better than both of those guys. And I like the combination of weapons he has around him better than those guys. Yeah. I like it. I know. I like the trade. I think it was really good. Me and you were talking about it. You were kind of regretting um, not taking Dak. You took Saquon as your first pick and you're kind of regretting not taking a quarterback in that spot. So uh, you ended up being able to get your guy and uh, it was at a pretty good value. You still are pretty deep at running back and, still deep deep team and you uh now you have a really really solid uh quarterback room as well so yeah i think it was a good trade but now we're going to move on to what is going on with this episode this episode we're going to continue on from what we've been doing in our last uh uh two episodes we're moving to the AFC East and breaking down all of the um additions subtractions kind of saying some guys that we thought got hurt by this, some guys that we thought 
uh, are benefiting from the offseason and maybe some guys that we're targeting or fading from these respective teams in the AFC East. So we got a good uh, and then at the end of it, we're going to uh, rank out the players and say um, who we who are top four quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs and tight ends are from the division and maybe a little bit about why. And yeah, so that's that's the episode. We're really excited about that. But before that, you know what we got to do. We got to be talking about them drinks. And I'm going to start off and I'm going to feel a little bit embarrassed because um, should. <laughs> the beer I'm going to profile right now, I I already had on the show. And I didn't realize this until I walk, walked up to the computer. Um, I got two four packs of this because I went down to my local Heretic Brewery. Yes, it's another Heretic beer. And I asked them for this beer because I thought it was great. And they said it was a limited time like deal. It's not in production anymore. So, I, uh, and they go, if you can find it anywhere, you better grab it. And the Bevmo local to me had like a whole stack of them. So I went down there and looked and their stack had dwindled down. So I grabbed two, four packs and I was like, ah, I'll just profile one of these on the show. Cause I didn't think that I did, but now I remember I did. It's the heretic juicier than thou new England style, um, IPA with mango. So, uh, this, this beer is first, let's just crack this little bad boy. Oof. Easy. It's freaking delicious. I mean, it's not my favorite beer that they make. Um, I, there's a couple more that I like, but it's awesome. And you can definitely taste that mango flavor. Um, super uh, like creamy style uh, IPA. It's not like one of those uh, extra hop IPA or uh, the hop forward or the ones that have the pine nut in it and all that. It's a fruit-based one. 6.5 APV. Um, brewed here in Fairfield, California. Just a, it's just a great beer. I could drink this um, with uh, dinner, like I did tonight. I already had one, um, or I could drink this on like a hot summer day. It's a really, really good beer. Uh, if you're able to go find these heretic um, beers, then I would definitely. Well, you're not going to be able to find this one because they're out of production. But um, I guess you just have to live vicariously through me and and just take my word for it that this is a freaking delicious beer. Uh, you fellas. Uh, one of you hop on. What, what do you got? What are you guys drinking tonight? Hey, James, should we, uh, tag team this? Let's, let's both open them at the same time. Let's do a countdown from three, two, one. You want to do that? Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, nice. What what y'all don't know is this was unplanned and we accidentally saw each other's beer before we started the episode. And, uh, my sister actually gave me one of these for, uh, father's day. And so, I thought I'd pick another one up. It is the Blue Moon Light Sky Citrus Wheat. And James, I think What's, they're freaking awesome. They they are awesome. So the story behind me buying this is number one, um, Blue Moon was one of the first beers that I kind of branched off of yeah, that wasn't too. your normal Coors Light, Miller's Light. Me too. It was one, yeah, one me of the too. very first yeah. ones. I feel like a lot of beer drinkers that listen to this will can attest to that. Um, and I... This is kind of random, but I, I I pay for Hulu Live. That's like my cable option that I have. They have a freaking blue light sky commercial on like every single commercial. <laughs> so it drove me to go want to find this number one because I like blue because I like Blue Moon, but also because of freaking Hulu. Craig, how hard was it? Or uh, you, you didn't go buy it? Do you no, know I how hard I, it no, was no, no, for your no. sister to go find it? I actually got it today. Where where at? So she gave me one um, for Father's Day, and actually. I uh, just stopped at the uh, local Walmart and I found it at Walmart. You lucky bastard, dude! Oh, I went Wally to World. I went yeah, to Walmart, Walmart, Target, 
every local freaking grocery store. I went to gas stations. I mean, I didn't like go search it out in one day. It was just like if I was randomly there, I would go and try to look for it. They didn't have it anywhere. I had to go to BevMo and buy it at BevMo. What, what is the Bevmo? hell is going on, Blue Moon? You guys you need don't to have get BevMo in Utah. What is uh, it, BevMo? It's like a liquor Bevmo. store. Yeah, it's like a big ass liquor okay, store. They right. have they have cigars, they have wines, they have uh, liquors, they have all kinds of different beers. It's a pretty good little deal. Um, it's you're not gonna. I mean, you're gonna find uh, like the local breweries, and yeah. then you'll find a lot of the national type um, stuff. But it's good. It's a good little place to stop off and find a couple beers. It's a little expensive, but it's good. Let, yeah, these let me weren't finish, cheap. Let me just finish off with saying it. It is a great light beer. Um, for you people that are trying to be health conscious, 3.6 carbs, 95 calories, has a 4% ABV. It It is the best light beer I think I've ever had as far as like this style goes. So you need to go out there. You need to buy yourself some and, and try it out. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, it says the it's brewed I... with a tangerine pill. I don't know if you had it yet, uh, Nate. Dude, but that's... I haven't. Go ahead. Dude, no, no. I was just going to say, I was just wondering if you had it. Because honestly, no. I'm, I'm going with Jimmy. Um, I'm doing a man camp this weekend with all my uh, in-laws. I'm bringing some of these. These thanks are for the invite. so damn good. Thanks man. for the invite, Craig. Yep. Yeah, thanks for the invite, buddy. California, come on. Come on, California, come down. Okay. Uh, I actually really love Blue Moon. It's one of, like Jimmy said, it's one of my first beers that I kind of branched off of. I But my favorite thing about Blue Moon has to be that the orange at the end. I throw an orange in there every yep. single time I wait and I love just eating that orange after it's, I don't even squeeze it inside the, uh, uh, blue moon. And I know that's what you're supposed to do, but I don't, I just drop it in. And then at the end, like it's kind of like a little treat at the end of the beer. So, uh, that's my blue moon you, drinking. You don't tactic. have to throw a orange in this one. It tastes like it already has it in there, man. It yep. tastes great. Huh? I'll so have to try it. I think we convinced them, Jimmy. I think we convinced the listeners. I think we convinced Nate, Hell, his wife's going down right now to get it. Isn't she <laughs> in the car? Yeah, she's on her way. I already, I was like a texter while we were talking about this. Hey, will you run down and check this shit out or what? <laughs> All right, enough about them libations. Now we got to get into the fantasy portion of the show and crack that fantasy keg. First team we're going to start off in this AFC East uh, was the best team last year. It was the New England Patriots, um, formerly led by Tom Twelve. Uh, this year, their additions, they drafted two tight ends in the third round, uh, Devin Asiasi from UCLA and uh, Dalton, uh, Dalton Keeney from Virginia Tech. Uh, they got Joe Thune, um, who is a restricted free agent, and Isaiah Wynn back from injury. Um, people that left, eh, nobody really, just Tom Brady, uh, the <laughs> GOAT <laughs> via free agency. <laughs> and then and then uh, Gronk, but uh, Gronk honestly um, – I guess he wasn't a factor last year, so he didn't really leave the team from last year. Um, but those are the people who left. Fellas, um, who are the winners? Who are the losers? And who are some guys maybe you're targeting in, off of this uh, new New England Patriots squad? It, it, it's, a, it's a weird team, huh, this year? Because uh, most of the time you would think of the Pats in the past. It was like when uh, Peyton Manning left the Colts. You're like, you wanted Colts players for fantasy football. And then he left. You're like, uh... Who do I draft? It's kind of the same thing here. Like I was going through this and I felt kind of awkward, like looking Super at the awkward. path and saying to myself, who in the hell do I want here? Um, So I don't know. I, me and Nate, we talked a couple weeks ago about Julian Edelman. I'm still buying on Julian Edelman. You know, he is uh, his um, he's wide receiver, 35, 80th overall right now. Okay. 
And uh, I seen, and I, I put right here that I'm buying him, and I'm buying him because of the people that are around him. Um, Christian Kirk, C.D. Lamb. Um, I know Nate, uh, Jimmy's going to be all over him. Brandon Cooks, you don't know about that. So I, for the same reasons we talked about a couple of weeks ago, for me believing that I believe in the old man hype, right? So mm-hmm. I'm still buying on him. And uh, so, but this is a funny thing here before I let Jimmy talk is there's a couple people I was I was uh, talking about here. And there's a team, there's a part of their, of their uh, team that everybody was buying on last year. And I'm thinking about buying on them this year is that Pat defense. I know oh, we yeah. don't, I, I know we don't that. talk a lot that. about defense on this, on this podcast, but it's part of fantasy football guys, right? No, for sure. And they were last year, they had 47 sacks, 25 interceptions. They averaged 14.8 points per game. Okay. No, they literally won people people games last yes. year. And so this year, um, they're uh, where where you can draft them. I think you can get them in the eleventh round, if I uh, remember what I did here. And that is they're the fifth defense getting taken um, with the Ravens, Bills, Patriots, and then the Bears and the Saints. Are you wanting those guys, or are you one of those you guys those guys that like to stream the defense? You know what I mean? Oh, de- I definitely like to stream the defense, but I can see where you're coming at. I mean, um, l- the Patriots defense last year was literally winning people weeks, and there's no streaming defense that you were able to like outscore the the Patriots yep. pretty much. Like, and it, it is pretty um, satisfying to be able to just lock in the Patriots and say, okay, that's my defense. I'm ready to go. You don't even have to worry about that. So I can see uh, where you're coming from, and then. Look at the division they get to play. Like they get to play yeah. the Jets twice, and they get to play the Dolphins twice. That's an auto lock. So yep. no, I like that. I like that take. That's a buy for sure. I didn't. I wasn't really looking at defense at all. But uh, yeah, and, I, and uh, usually I don't because I know what this. But I'm sitting here looking at this NFC East, and the longer we go into this, you guys are going to understand why I started talking about defense because there's not a lot of fantasy killers <laughs> yeah. in this in this division. Yeah. So I know. What do you think, James? What am I thinking? All right. The biggest winner I wrote down is every other team in the NFL because Tom Brady <laughs> is finally not on the Pats in that weak-ass division that we're talking about. On a personal note, Jarrett Stidham is a winner, not in fantasy, but just the man's going to get a shot to start in the NFL. Congratulations to you. Take advantage of that. The biggest so. loser is every Patriots fan. They, sorry, your reign is over. Yeah. I, I hope the Patriots burn in hell. Wow. Now... Now, as far as um, Julian, um, as far as uh, somebody that I'm buying at their current ADP, I agree with you, Craig. I'm going with Julian Edelman. Um, my research is a tiny bit different than yours. He's going wide receiver number 32. Last year, he had 100 receptions, 1,117 yards, six TDs. His current ADP is 85th overall. Last year, he finished wide receiver number 10. And one year and a half point per reception, 100 receptions is going a long way. And my train of thought is, what the hell do they have over there right now? Who in the hell is Jared Stidham going to throw to? And if I'm going to buy someone for one year, um, I'm going to buy on Julian Edelman, especially if he's going about 85th number all, uh, overall and wide receiver number 32. I think he finishes higher than wide receiver number 32. I could see oh, yeah. him being in the top 20. Um, 
And that's my thoughts Damn, on pets. I don't know, man. I, I'm glad that I was going to take this home because I see it completely differently. Um, and here's here's why. Uh, my first off, my my winner um, of this team, I think, is Sony Michelle. I think Sony Michelle is the one who's going to um, capitalize the most off of this, just because they have a lot of draft capital uh, wrapped up in this kid. He was a first round draft pick, so they're going to continue to want. And I know Bill Belichick. If there was any coach out there who says doesn't give a crap about um, draft capital it would be Bill Belichick, but they've leaned on him already. They gave him 200 plus carries each of his first two years. Last year, he was 10th in carries with 247 carries, which is is pretty good. Um, and now they're going with an unproven quarterback. And I don't think it's just right away it's going to be Stidham's job. It could be Hoyer, I think, still is in play. Can't so uh, <laughs> I, I'd love to see that too. Um, but yeah. This uh, the only bad thing about Sony Michelle is just I mean he, he was averaging only three point seven yards per carry which is it's terrible it's awful yeah. I, I and I understand that but he's currently going right now this is this is a guy who probably has a job like I know he might lose out some of those uh, you know carries with uh, Rex Burkhead and then James White probably still has the passing work but he's gonna get the majority of the carries and he's currently going at the running back uh, 82 or running back 31 as the 82 pick off 82nd pick off the board. He's going with guys like Marlon Mack, Damian Williams, carry on Johnson, Matt Breida. Like these are all oh, Deandre Swift. All these guys are 100% going to share carries without a doubt. They're sharing carries. You're going to be able to find Sony Michelle who is going to be the guy who gets at least I mean, if he does what last year, he's going to get 240 carries. Like he's probably going to increase on that because Tom Brady's not there. They're not going to do those short passes that are kind of uh, what how the Patriots have always kind of used the short pass as kind of their running game. They're not going to do that anymore. They're not dumping the ball off all the you time. You don't think so? They're going to no, I don't think so. I think okay. they're going to hand the ball to Michelle. Okay. Um, and I think he gets. I think he could cross like 260, 265 carries. And um, if he gets the goal line work, you could have a very good running back who's a flex play, a guy who comes in on those bye weeks. I think he could be a solid guy. Um, now, my loser on this team is actually your guys' winner. It's Julian Edelman. Um, right. Julian Edelman, uh, he's getting older. That's not good. Uh, he was a system-wide receiver. No matter how people want to look at it, Tom Brady always had that outlet all the way back from Troy Brown into Wes Welker into Julian Edelman. He's always had that wide receiver. No matter when Randy Moss was in town, no matter who was there, he's always had that guy he could dump the ball off to. And it's a system. It's a system wide receiver. Now, I know you're going to say, like, okay, the system is going to continue with Stidham. No, it's, it, no one can run the system as well as Tom Brady did. Um, he's not going to use uh, Julian Edelman as his outlet just to, like, chuck it to him, um, believe in him. I think that he's going to go to more of a – a guy who's more of a prototypical wide receiver. And this, I think, is the guy that I'm targeting. And it's Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry, he's a more prototypical wide receiver. Um, he's going to get, he has plenty of reps with Jarrett Stidham already because they were the, both the twos. And he has draft capital wrapped up in him. And um, I think that's a lot. It says a lot there. It's coming into his second year. Maybe Tom Brady was fading him, didn't trust him, whatever the reason may be. I'm not sure. But I think that. Nikhil Harry is going to take a big step with Jared Stidham next year or Hoyer, whoever the guy may be. And they're going to go to more of a prototypical big-time wide receiver instead of a guy like Julian Edelman. Well, where he's getting picked right now is in between T. Higgins, Larry Fitzgerald, Devin Funches, Michael Pittman Jr. So right there, I actually put I'm buying him if I have the chance in where he's getting taken. So I'm all about Nikhil Harry. but Or Nikhil, sorry, not Nikhil. What the (laughs) hell is that? 
<laughs> but uh, Silent K, Silent yeah, K. Silent K. But like I said, <laughs> it where he's at right there, I can see you, Nate. I I want to just uh, say this: last year was the first year in a long time that the Patriots' offensive line didn't look normal to me. They looked below average. That's why we put on there. Joe Thune is a is a restricted free agent. There's talks that they might trade him away for some draft capital and Isaiah, Isaiah Wynn coming back from injury. I'm really paying attention <laughs> to that offensive line to see what's going on with that. So I will back you up on that, Nate. If they could, if they can get the offensive line, which I expect them to do, to get back to an elite level, I, I think he can have a big year. Cool. Yeah. No, I uh, – yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for backing me on that, James. Here. I appreciate that. Cheer, so, cheers hey. to Nate. Hey, hey, last, hey, one quick question about the Pats. One more thing real fast, Nate, okay? Yeah, yeah. Is, so we're talking about Nikhil Harry here. Now, you think he's that protocol, prototypical wide receiver you're saying. Do you yes. not think that Muhammad Sanu might take those receptions from him? Just a quick little, you know, yeah. caveat to that, that, I guess. That kind of like runs through my head a little bit because Sanu has already kind of proven what type of guy he is. I don't know, though. Like – I, I think we've seen Muhammad Sanu's ceiling. We, we've yep. seen it um, where he was, and I don't think we've seen Nikhil Harry's ceiling. So if I'm just going to take a shot on one of them, I'm just going to take it on Nikhil Harry. Could Muhammad Sanu be the one who rises? Sure. But if I'm going to take a shot, I'm going to take a shot on the guy who was drafted in the first round, um, who has those crazy uh, you know analytics, and, and and take that guy. So that, yeah. that that's my reasoning behind so- it. Um, can you, uh, Muhammad Sanu is going uh, wide receiver 82, overall 244. And honestly, there's really nobody else behind him, I guess. so. It 244, be a- what is that, like round 20? <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's super deep, Like yeah. I guess. Yeah, he's going to be a waiver guy. So th- so somebody could win. I mean, Nikhil Harry is probably going to get drafted yeah. um, in, a, in a lot of these drafts, like at the last, uh, last round. But Muhammad Sanu, on the other hand, if he wins out and he takes the job that I think Nikhil Harry is going to take over, then he's going to be a guy people are going to steal on the waiver wire. So yeah, fair um, enough. We could be looking at that way. Okay, sweet. Well, all right. Now we're moving on to the second team on this list. It is them Buffalo Billies. The yeah, Buffalo Bills. Billies, dude, most exciting team in this division. Oh no, it's by far, by far the most exciting team. Uh, they traded for Stefan Diggs. They drafted Zach Moss from. Craig's Utah, uh, and they oh, signed uh, TJ Yeldon from the the Jags last year. Um, they got Frank Gore or Frank Gore left via free agency um, to the Jets. So that's pretty much all that happened offensively for them. Um, fellas, what do we think about these Billies? Who are we buying? Who are we selling? Who do we think won? Who do we think lost? Um, tell me all about it. Uh, you want me to start it off, James? Yeah, go ahead, Craig. Ah, uh, baby. Hey, so hear me out. Everybody's gonna be on Stefan Diggs. Stephon. Stephon. Uh Stephon. Like Urkel. You remember yeah, that? Like Urkel. That's exactly what I was just <laughs> yeah. thinking. TGIF, baby. That's awesome. So he's got right here wide receiver 22 going 56 overall. But he's in between Tyler Lockett, TY, DK Metcalf, DJ Chark. He's around some guys that are pretty solid. So Big time. I don't know if I'm buying him in that situation. I think I'm, even though I think he's the best wide receiver in this little, uh, little something to a uh, little bit later division. on in this division. So I don't know if I'm buying him and I understand we're trying to do winners and losers here, but I, I <laughs> it's hard. One on it's one. hard, but like, 
one of some people that I'm buying, or I guess you would say winners, is I think that who wins here is definitely Josh Allen, right? He's got to yeah. win because now he's got that guy to throw it to. You know what I mean? Um, he had 1,130 yards last year, six touchdowns, 20 receptions, and that was a little bit later on in the season. Like he was kind of not the best cat in the beginning, right? I got him. Oh, no, he got, yeah. Yeah, I got him late in the season as a trade because people were like, dude, I don't want Stefan Diggs. And luckily he came out for me. Um, guys that I'm buying on, you know me, I'm buying on Zach Moss for the same exact reason. Jim's buying on um, uh, Dak Prescott. I love Zach Moss. Check this out. A little quick stat about Zach Moss you, before you we get it. You didn't say why, though. Is it because he's from the Utes? That's one reason. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's, that, that's, listen to me. He had 4,067 yards, career yards at Utah, 38 touchdowns, and he averaged 5.7 yards per rush. That's beast. Beast, beast mode. That is beast mode. And if that cat can stay healthy, I'm telling you right now, he's going to be the starter over there. I'm buying him. And another guy that I might be buying is Cole Beasley. Little Cole. Little old Cole. cowboy. Is he a cowboy? Let's go SMU. No, he was a cowboy. Oh, yeah, he was a cowboy. I remember. That's I was like, right. I, yep. Goldilocks. That was uh, Tracy's favorite player on the Cowboys. <laughs> that long hair. Last year, he averaged, um, unless I didn't click my half-point PPR uh, thing, he averaged 10.1 points per game last year. So he did. He was a beast. I like me some Cole Beasley. Those are some cats that I'm looking at, guys. So who, who are you guys looking at? Well, first of all, the biggest winner is Josh Allen. They go 100%. out and trade for, for a proven number one wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. Uh, biggest loser is Devin Singletary. Like you yep. said, they draft Zach Moss in the third round out of Utah. You already read off his stats. Um, TJ Yeldon is not so much. I think he was more of an insurance policy before the draft, but still he's sitting there lingering. And like we've talked before on this show, Devin Singletary could not get Frank Gore off of his back. So I, them going out and drafting a running back in the third round does not put a lot of confidence in Devin Singletary for me. Um, the guy that I'm buying at his current ADP, and you guys are going to be like, what? It's actually Josh Allen. Okay. And and my oh, message. What? See, and I my, said, <laughs> I, put no, I put an NB, not buying by him. I'm buying him at his current ADP. And the reason why is is for one reason. And, and this goes out to the people that panic about quarterbacks in the draft. Okay. The top two quarterbacks we all know is going to be Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes was injured last year. Um, so he kind of had a, a below average year. But those two guys are going to average per game the most. Lamar Jackson averaged about 28 points per game. Um and Josh Allen, he he averaged about 18. And you're going, man, that's a 10-point difference. Yeah, for the top two quarterbacks. But between him and where he's sitting, we're talking about a two- or three-point difference per game. So there's going to be people buying Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, um, Murray, Kyler Wilson. Murray, yeah. um, homeboy from Seattle. There's going to be a lot of Russ. quarterbacks that are, that are so getting taken you're, way you're in front of him. And, and you could sit back comfortably and not buy one of those guys super high in the early rounds, and, and you could just sit back and let Josh Allen slide to you wherever he's going to be at. His current, his current ADP is 68, okay? And he's going to produce just as good as any of those guys I just aforementioned. Yeah. 
that's a good that's a good take i and i don't <laughs> it's kind of sucks because i basically like the other one i was kind of opposite of you guys i'm like right on par with you guys on this one i completely agree i think the loser was definitely devin singletary there's so many people buying in on devin singletary because and last I'm one year of them. he was just, and we no, we were one of them before no, no, before sure. they had this damn draft devin singletary was top 10 guy for me I was high on him. He wasn't. He wasn't on for me still. I wasn't on him last year. I pumped the brakes on him. I even put a post out on Instagram. I was like, pump the brakes on this dude because when they traded Shady, everyone was like, Devin Singletary season. And uh, I said, pump the brakes on that Devin Singletary because they still have Frank Gore there. They still have, uh, you know, I think they had at the time. I think they even had TJ Yeldon. I think they got him at that point. But like pump the brakes. I don't think this kid is going to get all the work. This is not the dude that they think is a bell cow back. And people are still now saying, okay, a year in, he was dynamic. He was splash worthy. You know, he was just this awesome guy. But they're discrediting the fact that Zach Moss is in town. They're like, okay, this Zach Moss is like a just a a, a second fiddle. You know, he's not going to play second fiddle. Devin Singletary was drafted in the third round, pick seventy four last year. Zach Moss was drafted in the third round, pick 86. There's not much difference. They The Bills could care less which running back they throw out there. They're going to throw out the – because of draft capital, they're going to throw out the dude who's performing. And Zach Moss, is a little, is, he's a little beast. I mean, just like Craig said, he uh, he killed it over in Utah, and he has, he has the skill set to be a very successful back in Buffalo. And I think, honestly – Honestly, like the the likely scenario is neither of these running backs take that position, and it's going to be like a split backfield over there. Um, I agree. The, the other thing is Singletary, like we we mentioned on an episode a couple of times or a couple of episodes ago, Singletary doesn't get the goal line carries. They obviously do not trust him around the goal line. He only had two carries last year inside the five yard line, and I don't I don't believe that's because Frank Gore is just an absolute monster inside the five. I think it's more the inefficiencies of Devin Singletary there. Yep. So Devin Singletary is obviously my loser. I think Josh Allen, like you guys said, he's the winner of this. He gets another weapon um, already added to his very safe floor because of his rushing ability. So Josh Allen, that's a great, that's a win there. And James, that's a great point. Um, yeah. You can get him at reasonable price and, and he's going to have very good production, very safe floor week to week basis. Um, but my target, my target is the guy we just talked about. It's going to be Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss, he's getting picked. Pick 152. So you're getting this guy outside of like the 12th round. That's crazy. Especially the fact that he has as much upside as Devin Singletary. And Singletary is going pick 46. So you're getting him like 110 picks uh, between each other. And you can still get a guy who has that kind of upside. Could Singletary take the job? You know, this COVID situation and all that stuff. He has more, uh, you know, work with the team. I mean, sure, he could. But even his upside, he's not getting the goal line carries. He's not the dude. I'm not wasting a pick on Devin Singletary there. Uh, I'd like to ask you, to, you fellas a question, though. Like, look at this. Devin Singletary goes 46. The, these are the guys that go behind him. And tell me which one or if, if any of these guys you would rather – or if you'd rather Devin Singletary than any of these guys. There's David Johnson, Raheem Mostert, maybe – um, and David Montgomery, which I mean, pers- personally, none of those. I'd rather have all three of those guys over him. Yeah, I mean, the only one even, maybe that even even Raheem Mostert, even Raheem yeah. Mostert. I guess yeah. If you think about it, like even if Raheem Mostert, he just has a shot at the position. Um, the same thing as Devil Singer Terry, right? And he's in a better offense. So yeah, 
Craig, what do you think? Would you take? Uh, honestly, oh, I'm you... looking at it right here, and uh, unless I have something different than you, I think we both have fantasy pros up. But on this, it has Cam Akers and Melvin and Mark Ingram behind him. I am taking both of those two all day long over him and Le'Veon Bell. That's just me. James Connors behind him. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's. I don't know, man. I, I'm not. I'm not buying in on Devin Singletary. I'm telling not you at that. all. Uh, not at all. He's he's not a value. Um, I have him in one league, and it was just because he fell really deep, and he was a value at that point. And now I'm actually trying to. I'm trying to move him because I think. I think I we have him at the his highest value he'll ever have personally. And they they may come back to us at this episode one day and say, and Devin Singletary just blows the fuck up. And they're maybe like, Hey, you remember when you said uh, Devin Singletary suck, but I'm not, I'll, I'll die on that hill right now. Yeah, me too. I'm not, I wasn't (laughs) a fan last year. And I think I told you that last year too, when we were playing, but I'm with you. So let's, yeah, let's get, what's, what's the, what's the next team in this shoddy division? The J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Jets. Yeah. Uh, so the J E T S Jets Jets Jets. They drafted um, a tackle, McKee um, Big. Uh, I cannot pronounce this. Makai Becton. Is that how you say it? Makai Becton. Is that what you say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the first round, that should be locking it down. He's from Louisville. They drafted wide receiver Denzel Mims. They got in the second round from Baylor. They signed uh, six offensive linemen. They signed. Old Joe Flack Doggy Dog. My they dog. signed Frank Gore. They signed three good game, Brashard Perryman. <laughs> and uh, then they, the people that they lost was uh, Robbie Anderson. Um, he left via free agency to the Carolina Panthers. So um, that's our Jets offseason in a nutshell. Uh, fellas, what do we think about them Jets? Uh, it's funny is I actually got to talk about um, another team that – they ended up number seven last year. Their defense, I got to talk about the defense. I told you, it's a shoddy division here. Defense. They had tw- 12 interceptions. But again, they went from being the number seven defense at the end last year. They're being projected the 20th defense this year. So they're going to lose their boy, Jamal Adams. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, that definitely hurts. Come them. on so, over to the Cowboys, Jamal. <laughs> Didn't he say no? Didn't he say no? No, no he he, that's he wants where he wants to go. Oh, he is wants that where to come he wants to, to the go? Cowboys. Better that's where he's trying boy. to. All right. But so I'm not buying the Jets defense this year, even though they ended up with the seventh last year. I, you know, don't all you guys that's smoke and mirrors. That was last year. And then, but I'm buying. And the guy that I want this year, come back kid, Nate Dogg's favorite player of all time, Le'Veon Bell. Oh no, he's not my favorite, but I, I like I'm, that cat. I'm, I'm buying this guy this year. All right. I think I love that cat more Only than he does. I'm- only thing I'm buying from Le'Veon Bell is maybe his mix CD that he put out. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that scares me about him, all right, and I found this stat. Um, the only thing? I, I, no, well, there's a lot of things. This is the one thing that scares me about him. Out of the top 20 running backs that had the highest attempts last year, he had the lowest yards total. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, so the top guys in the I, – I was sitting there looking at him like, no freaking way. So I had to like – I was literally counting down the guys out of all – he had the 11th most attempts, but there was still – out of the top 20 guys with the attempts, he had the lowest yards, even lower than – he had the – crazy. But I'm buying him this year. I think he's going to have a comeback. I'm telling you guys, right now he's getting uh, RB27 – Right? Is that what you guys got? And I got RB thirty nine on here. Thirty nine. All right, but so no. That's oh, sorry. 
Overall, 42. That's what I got. Or oh, my, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Overall, I got him at uh, 39. He's the RB19 is what I got on here. Okay. Yeah. So we're pretty close. All right. So I don't know, man. I I just think he's going to have a, a comeback year. And, you know, but again, you're hoping that some of these other guys, you know, like maybe James Conner, Mark Ingram, go maybe before him. And then, like, depending on where you're picking, you know, whatnot. But uh, I like Le'Veon. No, that, like, you got to ask this question, right? Like Le'Veon Bell, he's going there. The guys going after him are Mark Ingram, yep. James Conner, Jonathan yep. Taylor, and then Devin Singletary. Like, yeah, James Conner is the only guy that I personally like over him. But See, I would take I, the safe floor and volume of Le'Veon Bell over Mark Ingram, James Conner. I mean, uh, Jonathan Taylor and Devin yep. Singletary. See, the only one that I uh, James Conner I really really like. And we'll, when we get to the AFC South, you know, I'm gonna. We'll, we'll, I think North. we'll all. Or sorry, the AFC North. North I say South, dude. Um, yeah, the North. Dude, you're so gangster, bro. Um, <laughs> but I have a soft spot for Mark Ingram, so that would be a tough decision for me. But I'm still buying on Le'Veon Bell if things go the right way. Big trust. Come find mm. me. Big mm-hmm. trust. Mm-hmm. All right. My biggest winner is uh, Sam Darnold. Um, they finally go get him a left tackle. Thank you, that, Jesus. Dude, he is for sure getting COVID. He got, what, mono last year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, last year sucked. Yeah, I mean, immune, immune system is depleted for Sammy D. I'm just excited for him. I mean, you get drafted in the first round, and then they put absolutely no talent around you. You have a garbage offensive line. With that being said, they go and sign six offensive linemen. I actually had a quick question for you, uh, Craigie. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on uh, center Connor McGovern. I know he was a starter for three years in Denver. Dude, that was, was a, solid? Yeah, that was a big loss for us, man. It was, and that's why we ended up going to get, uh, what's the name from Detroit? And that's why we got the Cushionberry for our center because that, that was a big loss. He's a tough kid, man. So that's what I like. I, I think he's the biggest winner. He gets a he gets a, a left tackle. He gets Denzel Mims in the second round. They go and they sign six offensive linemen. They're trying to fix that offensive line, give him some more time. I don't like the weapons around him. I'm not – I think uh, Denzel Mims can possibly – What weapons? Can possibly exactly. have a little bit lower season than Robbie Anderson. I like him more in the future. Um, but he's the biggest winner. Um, biggest biggest loser is no one because I don't – their roster is almost exactly the same. Um and with your point about Levy on Bill, the only thing that makes me excited that he could possibly do better than last year is the fact they went and got the tackle, the center, and yeah. and signed five other offensive linemen. I think he can have a decent season. Dang it! Finally, yep, I got you guys again. We had to get off the train. Um, yeah, my biggest winner is a uh, Crowder. I think Jameis Crowder is a huge winner uh. in this offense just because it was really this was a really difficult team. Like they didn't add a lot they didn't lose a lot it's like who's a winner who's a loser of a shitty at a uh i mean gase well, led well, team did, like well did you notice that i didn't put no one as anybody that i'm buying at their current yeah. ADP? i didn't, I didn't <laughs> mention one name because there's not yeah. somebody on this team hey, i'm excited about so just to go back to jimmy i want to cut you off nate but what's crazy is sam Darnold what set out four games last year with mono was that right it maybe more something like that this is what's crazy he had 33 sacks last year with yeah. with and that right there is like that's pretty high like if you look at like the high one i'm seeing here ryan fitzpatrick had 40 and you know like daniel jones had 38 i'm just saying like he got yeah beat that, up. that's why they went out and got the franchise left so, tackle so yeah i'm with you on that offensive uh, lineman yeah, bro they're trying to give him time line. yep 
Yeah, no, it, it, and Darnold was he was bad. I mean, it could be a combination of him holding the ball. It could be a bad, poor offensive line. I'm not sure, but yeah, he was bad. That's why I. That's why it was so difficult for me to decide who's the winners and who's the loser. But I could only come up with uh, Jameis Crowder. You're, you're um, not. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. You're not excited about what Brashad Perryman did at the end of last year with the Bucks. You don't think he could translate over to the Jets? Uh, Sam uh, Darnold's no. not Jameis Winston. Exactly. Well, That's no, I thing. agree with that, but you don't think he? I don't. He, no, I don't. Because I think that uh, I I think Robbie Anderson is a better version of Brashad Perryman. I think Robbie Anderson does the same exact thing Brashad Perryman does, but he just does it better. And so, you know, even even Robbie Anderson was super uh, volatile. You know, he could you couldn't count on him from a week to week basis. You just have to throw him in a flex position and hope he blew up. So he's not a guy I'm targeting, Brashard Perryman. Um, he gave a little spark. Um, he showed what he really was the other four seasons that he's been in yeah. the league. So um, I don't, I'm not taking a two game sample size or whatever it was. Um, he did help me in a couple fantasy leagues, but I'm not taking that sample size. I think Crowder is the wide receiver to own in this wide receiver core. And that's even with Mims there. I like Mims. I think he's a cool little dude, but I think he's not going to progress for another couple of years. And I think Crowder is the guy that's going to be the one that you want to go after. This dude, Jameis Crowder, had 17 targets in week one. He averaged almost eight targets per game. Sam Darnold loves this cat, and he's going to check down to him all the time. Um, He uses him as a kind of like a pseudo tight end, you know, his safety blanket. All these young quarterbacks, they always say that you want to have a tight end that you can check the ball down to. No, Sam Darnold found uh, comfort in in the loving arms of Jameis Crowder. So So, Jameis Crowder is going to be that cat. So him. you're buying him at where he is right now. Where where is his ADP? Because last year he finished wide receiver 31. Jameis Crowder is currently going at pick 135. That's like the 11th round. That's oh wow. I mean, you, okay, okay. Yeah, you can yeah. you, know, you can get a dude Craig, with that kind of value. Notes? <laughs> oh, no, actually, dude, dude, I, I don't trust him with any jet player. We've already been over this. J E T S, Jets, Jets, and that's why I'm not spending on Le'Veon Bell. I I liked your take on Le'Veon Bell, like how he provides that little safe floor, no upside. I think that's the same exact thing you could say about Crowder. He provides you a very safe floor because he's going to get all those points in a half point per reception league. He's just not going to get you a lot of touchdowns, not a lot of yards but he's going to provide you a very safe floor. The difference between the two guys is Le'Veon Bell is going in the second round. Yeah. Jameis Crowder is going in the nope. 11th round. You know? I'm looking where guys are around him. I don't mind actually taking him, Nate. That's, uh, I didn't do a lot of research on Jameis Crowder because I figured no wide receiver on that team was going to be worth even looking up. But got Golden Tate around him, Sammy Watkins, which is yeah. a, a fucking roller coaster. Um, <laughs> Sean Jeffrey, you know, it's like, so, you know. Just, just so the listeners know, me and Nate don't call him Jamison Crowder. We call him Jamison Crowder. <laughs> Crowder. No, he's no, he's tough. And then the rest of the team, I mean, uh, the, the loser, um, I think is Le'Veon Bell. You guys, you guys said he's uh, the winner. I don't know if James said he's the winner, but I know Craig said he's the winner. I think he's a yeah, winner. I'm just saying a bite. Yeah. Can I ask a silly question? I just want to ask it. I want to ask a silly question real quick. Is uh, you're so silly. <laughs> <laughs> Devin Singletary couldn't couldn't get rid of Frank Gore. Now Frank Gore is now on the Jets. I know. Oh, that you think was Frank part Gore of my steps reason. in and he steals some of those nah, uh, carries? He's a pest. He's a pest. That's what I think. He's an old-ass pest yeah. that's straight yeah, going, up the, yeah. going up the yards ranking. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell is definitely a RB2. You're not taking him 
as your oh, as your RB one. He's, he's a third running back or a fourth running back for you me think, personally. Uh, no, I, t- uh, I like him as an RB two. I think I you don't. could stack Depen- him with some guys. Yes, depends. Yeah, and we yeah, talked about this badass. in our in our past podcast that if you're going to take somebody like him, you know, it's you better. You're, that means that you maybe went you're solid, maybe deeper at the wide receiver core. You went those higher, yeah. better wide receivers at, uh, earlier on. So. You, yes, you, you would like crazy. you put the zero running back kind of a type yeah. of deal, and then yeah. and went after like a Le'Veon Bell. But my last thing about Le'Veon Bell is he's a loser because he's still in that same scheme. Like they don't know how to use him. The coach doesn't want him there. It's just not good. I think he's a very talented back. And let me just ask you guys this question: Please Do you think do. if Le'Veon if Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown could go back in time to when they were on the Steelers oh, and they, they were the Killer up. Bees? They fucked up. I already know where you're going with that. And I'm telling you right now, Le'Veon Bell, you fucked up big time. (laughs) You you ended up getting the same or less money. Well, you got less money than what you're asking for. And and you maybe got a little bit more than what you should have actually got. You should have kept your ass with the Steelers. Yep. Uh, On a side note, what the viewers don't know is Craig actually has a picture of Le'Veon about a poster because he won him a championship. I traded yep. him Le'Veon Bell straight up for Demarius <laughs> Thomas when I was stacked at running back, and he actually has a poster on his bedroom wall because yeah. that's the only championship he owns. Uh, actually, good. Yeah, I do, I do. The other one is, I mean, Antonio Brown, you think he goes back too? Fuck yeah, he, says, he goes he, back. Yeah. Just like what, sucks what, what up, was huh? homeboy uh, that your dad had um, that was a badass for one season. He caught like 12 touchdowns. He had Mike him in his championship. Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace also regrets doing they all that do. move. They all regret. They all they do. Regret they always why, do. Why would you leave the Steelers, man? Don't leave them. That's They're a, all dumb. That's the narrative. They're that's all the narrative. Get off this stupid team. This team is garbage. All right, you let's move on. Oh, do you want to move on yes. from one garbage team to another garbage team? <laughs> I mean, this tough division is. I was looking at it like you were saying, man. It is rough. It buddy. is tough like, for fantasy football, man. Gosh, it was, it's like, trust me, I had to dig deep. I had to get a scribe just so I can... Uh, <laughs> I disagree <laughs> with you guys, and I'll tell you why in my top four ranking why. Okay. 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 Hey, are we still, still going to pick uh, who we're um, saying who's going to win the division, right? Just for... I didn't I, prepare for it, but I can, I can yeah, tell you. Yeah, yeah, I'll well, tell at least my division winner. All right. Well, top four. We got this. We okay. <laughs> top four, there's only four. That's what <laughs> I said. Yeah. That, that's what okay. I said. Okay. 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 Okay, okay. Um, so now we're going to move on to them, Miami Dolphins. One good thing, they didn't change their city. I like that. So Miami <laughs> Dolphins, <laughs> they uh, they drafted Tua. I'm not even going to try your last name. Um, in the first boy. round from, <laughs> from uh, Alabama. They got uh, tackle Austin Jackson in the first round from USC. Uh, they traded for uh, the muscle hamster himself, Matt Breida. And they the signed Jordan. Hamster. Yeah, and, <laughs> that that was a they had a running back back in the day called the Muscle Hamster. I forget his name. Uh, yeah, from the Bucks. Awesome. What was his name? Yeah, I know. I can't think of it. Anyway, we'll move on because I'm not going to sit here and just dead air Muscle Hamster thoughts for a while. But we'll we'll think of it. Somebody will look it up. And then they signed Jordan Howard. Uh, this cat just seems like he just bashes his skull into walls all day long for Doug a living. Martin. Doug Martin. <laughs> yeah, was Doug the Martin. Hamster. That was it. Doug Martin. Good call. Um, and then they didn't add anyone. I mean, they didn't lose anyone. I'm sorry. It's pretty crazy. The no, team is pretty no much one intact. This year, laughing out loud. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what James notes. notes. James notes says, uh, "No one this year, laugh out loud." Yeah. So um, that's the Dolphins' off season in a nutshell. They just added to an already very terrible team. Um, 
how do we feel about their fantasy implications, fellas? What are we, what are we doing? Dude, fantasy on this team is going to be kind of wild this year because let's say Ryan Fitzpatrick starts, okay, which there's a good chance um, Fitzpatrick's going to start the season off, right? I love, I actually am buying on taking Ryan Fitzpatrick if he's going to start. Knowing if I have him as like, you know, in a quarterback league, like I talked about numerous times before in this, I play a lot of quarterback leagues. I won't mind having him as my third quarterback because he is a beast, dude. He, you know, touchdown whore, 3,529 yards last year. Like he, he averaged 17 points per game. Like, I don't know. And and where you're getting him, you're getting him late because you're pretty much getting him and Tua in the same spot. Um, and then if he is starting, I'm loving Devontae Parker. Okay. Um, and Damn, but, I'm right on board with that. Yeah. But if he's not starting, I don't know if I want Parker. I don't know <laughs> if I want. That's my, that's, yep, that's my take, so dog. It's, it's kind of tough. And, but again, if, 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 if you believe that, you know, especially a lot of, you know, we're, we're talking um, dynasty drafts, right? Tua might be a guy that you want. Think about this. He had 7,400, uh, 7,442 yards at Alabama. Okay. 87 touchdowns. How many interceptions do you guys think he threw? Give me a guess. A uh, guess right here. 12. Jimmy? I'm going to say 14 just because 14 is my favorite. Well, I'll let go ahead. That dude had eleven <laughs> interceptions. Dude, dude, monster! I'm telling they you, they call that, him the left-handed Drew Brees. That's dude, what they call him. That's his nickname. Beast. So I'm just saying, if if you are playing in a dynasty league and you have a chance to get him, and again, you're getting him. Um, I had my wife, my scribe, write this down for me. Twenty-eight. He's QB twenty-eight. Getting drafted two hundred ten. Again, you're. I'm only taking Tua right now. If it is a dynasty league. But if they come out before the season and say Ryan Fitzpatrick or Superflex or yeah, Superflex, he's yeah, good there. Yeah, Superflex. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is coming out and starting, if you can get four weeks out of him, and and then you're gonna have to throw in somebody else, I'm I'm still taking Ryan Fitzpatrick at where he is as like my third quarterback because that's like I said, if you're playing like in your guys' league or whatnot. So what do you guys think, man? That's I know it's kind of a crazy team to talk about because there's so many moving factors, but it's kind of a fun team to think about. Sure. But before I, I speak on the fantasy thing, I just want to give this offer out. I give this offer to every Dolphin fan that I meet. I will pay for you to get a tattoo, okay? And what this <laughs> tattoo is, imagine the meanest fucking Dolphin you've ever seen in your life. He's fucking pissed. <laughs> up above him it says number one doll fan i've offered it to every <laughs> dolphin fan that i know personally none of them want to get this tattoo but any of the listeners out there if you want to get this tattoo done hit me up on twitter hey. i will pay for this tattoo to happen i want to see the meanest hey, please somebody hit dolphin. him up please let's, somebody hit let's him talk up. to my let's talk to my brother-in-law i'm gonna make sure he listens to this episode your guys's boy <laughs> baby man austin Oh, I've yeah, asked Baby Man. Man. Baby Man doesn't want to get it done. Right? <laughs> Baby Man will do Every it. Dolphin if he does fan, I know. Okay, but anyways, okay. back to the we'll talk to back, him. back to the fantasy. Okay, um, the biggest winner, in my opinion, which is not even fantasy wise. I don't think he's a winner. <laughs> I'm just saying personally, is Matt Breda. He he gets traded there. He gets out of that crowded backfield um, from the 49ers, but he he ends up over there and he he ends yep. up with Jordan Howard. Call. So handcuff alert, um, both of those guys are going super late in draft. One of them is going to be the bell cow 
not the, sorry, not the bell cow. Yeah, but no. um, we don't know if either one of them is going to be a bell cow. They're probably going to share the backfield, but super late. You can get both of these guys out of handcuff them. The biggest loser is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Damn. If, if he wonder. does, if he doesn't, if they don't <laughs> draft Tua, I'm all over Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, all day, every day, because we know he's going to sling the damn thing. But at some point, you know, they're going to want, they're going to be crapping it up because their team yep. sucks because of all the talent that they traded. They're going to throw Tua in there because that's the best way to learn is just to be in the game and learn it. Um, so I'm not buying Ryan Fitzpatrick whatsoever. The person that I am buying, I agree with you, Craig, is Devontae Parker. Um, he's currently going wide receiver number 21. Um, last year, he finished wide receiver number seven. Now, I agree with you. I don't think he finishes wide receiver number seven because the aforementioned quarterback situation that I just explained. Um, but Tua is a beast. I think he can still go to him. I think he finishes in the top 15. Um, and I know 21 to 15 is not that huge, but last year, 72 receptions, 1,202 yards, nine touchdowns. His current ADP is number 57. I'm buying on Devontae Parker if, if he's there in that spot. Dang, I get He you had 21 the- catches over 20, y- 20 yards last year. Like, he's a beast. Dude, he rips the top off. Yeah, and everyone's has been expecting that for freaking like four years now. Like Devontae Parker has been just a crap show. Like who called he, him out? Who called him out? It was somebody a couple weeks ago on Twitter. Um, they were b- bashing. Oh, it was Michael Thomas. Oh yeah, Michael Thomas. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Thomas got that. Ass. Yeah, he definitely did. But um, okay, so my winner for this, my winner starting off. Well, first of all, I'm just gonna spit the truth now. You guys went. And said these uh, this stuff, and it, it was quality information. But I'm going to say the truth now. The winner, the winning organ, or the winner of this is the Dolphins organization. They finally maybe got a franchise type quarterback. I think everyone believes that Tua is that type of quarterback. Yep. I think that uh, it won't be this year. I do think that they will be pressured to put him in. The, I the days of um, quarterbacks sitting behind. Um, you know, aging veterans or just veteran quarterbacks, I believe is pretty much over. Um, They're going to start it off that way, but fan bases are, they influence too much and the fan base is going to pressure and uh, organizations don't hang on to coaches. They don't have as much um, uh, control over these coaching situations where they're like, I'm going to stick with this guy no matter what and see him and how he progresses through. So I just think that fan bases control too much and pressure you and they're going to put two in this year. It's going to happen. I don't think he starts the season. I think that uh, uh, Craig's boy, the bearded man over there, he's going to start it, uh, Ryan Fitzmagic. And Tua will eventually take the reins and eventually become the franchise quarterback the the Dolphins haven't had since uh, Dolphin Dan, number 13, back in the day. So um, that's good. That's the winner. The loser of this, I say, is Devontae Parker. Um, you guys said he was a winner. My thing is... I you guys have talked about uncertainty at quarterback. Yeah, I didn't say he's a winner. I said if he's only a winner, he's he's a guy you're buying, right? So that's a winner. I mean, if he's you're buying him, he's buying him. I'm buying him at his current ADP. Okay, well, I'm not buying him at his ADP because of this these reasons right here. Parker's uncertainty at quarterback. You guys said it. Like when I don't know who's going to throw him the football from week to week basis. Like if I knew Fitzmagic was throwing him, if he was throwing him the football all year long. That's a constant, and I know that, and I can buy into that. 
But knowing that Tua eventually will be a guy throwing him the football and he's going to have to find this new chemistry in an already awkward offseason with Devontae Parker, who is not like he's not an elite talent. He's not Julio Jones. He's not OBJ. He just can't catch the ball from any person. He's proven that. The only reason, the only time he started to succeed was with Ryan Fitzmagic shoving the ball down his throat. Second thing is Craig's boy, Preston Williams, will be back. Preston Williams yep. beat Devontae Parker out for his job. Yep. We last talked about year. that the first episode, huh? Yeah. yeah. So he beat him out and he'll be back. I know he's coming off an injury and it's a bad injury and usually takes more than a year to heal, but he's going to be there. He's going to be relevant. A lot of people don't give him enough credit. Um, that he deserves, but he's going to be there and he's going to be a relevant target and he's going to detract from some of that Devontae Parker hype. And I think at where he's going right now, I'm not buying in. There's other guys that I'd be taking over Devontae Parker. Now my the guy that I am kind of uh, targeting and looking at on this team, I had to really think about because there's not much. I, I mean, I like Craig's take on Tua if you're like in a super flex style league or dynasty format, but he's going pretty high in those type of formats. And then in a single quarterback, I'm not even thinking about those guys. I had to go. Jordan Howard, the ageless wonder. Oh. This dude, I mean, he's actually not even that old, I don't think. I think Jordan Howard's pretty reasonably aged, but I'm gonna he look seems like see he's how been, old. Uh, he seems like he's been around for a minute. Oh, let's see. He no, seems he's like he's been in the league forever, he, but you think he he's like 26. Though. Yeah, he's I think still he's young. He's super young. Anyways, so, Jordan Howard's the guy I'm buying. He's going off the board at pick oh, 97. He's 25. He's, <laughs> hey, that was my boy last year. If you listen to our episodes last year, I was all over Jordan Howard. I love Jordan Howard. His problem is he can't catch the ball. That's his problem, and that's why they got Matt Breida. And they're going to be a little two-headed monster over there. I think you get some real value out of Jordan Howard at pick ninety-seven. Um, these are the guys going around him. You're getting guys like James White. You're getting guys like Keyshawn Vaughn. You're getting guys like Darrell Henderson, who all have unknowns. Um, couldn't they? They all have higher upside, I believe, than Jordan Howard for sure. They all do. It's with one hundred percent certainty they have higher upside than Jordan Howard. But depending on your team build, you may need just a little bit of security at that running back position. Maybe you reached a little bit on a wide receiver, or maybe you got a running back at the top who's not really certain. He has some injury risks. You get a guy like Jordan Howard. You throw him on the back end of your team, and he sits there. And he's he, he's going to get carries. I mean, this kid's. I mean, they're going to give him like at least fifteen to seventeen carries a game. He's probably not going to catch the ball, but and they're probably going to give him the goal line work. So that could be a valuable position on any starting roster. So Jordan Howard's the guy I'm buying off of this. Can I ask you uh, a quick question, Nate? Sure. Are well, you buying Mike Gesicki where he's going? No, no, I'm not. Um, I think Mike Gesicki is another loser, and he it was really hard for me to say. Um, that he wasn't my number one loser because I think with with the Preston Wilson or Williams coming back, I think that just detracts from Mike Gusecki. I think Mike Gusecki was a product of volume, and I don't believe that that volume will be there next year. So no, I'm not buying Mike Gusecki at all. I think there's so many tight ends that are in that same realm. I'm buying all those guys over Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki is like a he's he's like the uh, fantasy darling right now. Everyone's like. They feel like he's this trendy pick to take Mike Gusecki late, and he's just he's just that. He's trendy. That's it. You guys like Mike Gusecki or what? 
Uh, we'll talk about our tight ends, and I, as you can tell, we have not talked about one tight end. We talked. You guys did the AFC West not too long ago, and yeah. that's what I missed, dude. There was all we talked about was damn tight ends, you guys. Because <laughs> there's no goddamn tight ends in this division. All Trust right? me, we're gonna get to our tight end ranking. We're getting that's, into it right now. We're I actually, right I almost now. wrote Let's you, Nate, and said, it. "How about we do defensive rankings instead of tight ends in this?" <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh, that's a good choice. We're getting into it right now. We're gonna move in. To the top four players from each position in this division. We're going to start it off with the quarterback position. I'm going first. I got Josh Allen, number one. He's my quarterback, 13. I got the two of fits combo going at number two. That's uh, They're about 19 for me. Um, Sam Darnold, he is uh, my third quarterback on the list. He's at 20-plus somewhere out there. And then the Jared Stidham-Hoyer situation that's going on in New England. Who the hell knows what's going on there? That's my last one there. What about you guys? Uh, we are the same on one and four, but I have Sam Darnold as number two, and then I got the two of Fitz combo at three, and it was tough. I wanted to put him at the two spot, but I just I didn't know how it was really going to go down because if it's Fitz most of the season, I think they take that two spot, but if it Tua for most of the season, I think they ended up in that third. Yeah. I'm I'm on board with uh, what Craig said. I got Josh Allen, Sab Darnold. I like the upgrades to the offensive line. Um, I, and then I have Fitz to a, I think if Fitz starts the whole season, I actually have him as number one and Josh Allen as number two and then Sam Darnold. And then number four, Stidham. Um, even though I know, I think their offensive line will be a little bit better. They Their weapons didn't change. Dude, and what uh, is, I'm not excited about them. What is so crazy is we're talking about Fitz and you're – saying that he's going to end up above Josh Allen if he stays healthy. We have guys like him and Jameis Winston that might be sitting the bench for most of the season, which were <laughs> fantasy juggernauts last year. You know what I mean? The last couple of years. Two years it sucks. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It does suck. It does suck. But I mean, you have to, NFL teams look at winning, not fantasy. So yeah. boring. And they think, you know, they have <laughs> boring. <laughs> All right. And then the running back position. Lead it off. Le'Veon oh, Bell. Lev so Bell. He's my RB14. Then I got my guy, Sony Michelle, that I hyped up. He's the running back 17 for me. I got that Moss Singletary situation going over there. Um, I believe it's mixed match, like I said, all year. And uh, one of those guys, the highest guy out of that, whoever gets the most will be a running back 18. And then I got Jordan Howard. Um, he's somewhere 20 plus. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I got Bell, Sony Michelle, Zach Moss. Same thing with the Zach Moss Singletary situation, but I went Matt Breida over Jordan Howard. Spicy. I know. Change it up a little bit. I went with uh, Le'Veon Bell. As much crap as I've talked, I got Devin Singletary, number two, and that's because I want to give my man the opportunity to step it up (laughs) this year, Devin. Come on, Devin. Fucking step it up. (laughs) Show who you really are, okay? I'm going to give him that spot. Then I got Sony Michelle. And then I got the combination of Breda and Howard, number four. Okay, okay. I can get on board with that. And then we move on to the wide receiver position. We got, for me, myself, I got Stefan Can You digs it. And I don't even think he's going to be that good, honestly. I'm not targeting him anywhere, but I think he will be the most relevant wide receiver in this division. Then I got Devontae Parker, even though I said he's not going to be great. He's going to be aight. He'll be aight. And then we got uh, my guy, Jamison Crowder, that you can get. Super late, somewhere close to that Parker numbers. And then I got Nikhil, or 
like Craig likes to say it, Keneal Harry, the Knight of that team. Is that a thing? All right. I guess my uh, my Utah punctuation is bad here. Okay, so I got Stefan Diggs going number one, Devontae Parker two, my old man Julian Edelman is three, and then I got, man, I must like white wide receivers. I got Cole Beasley ending up in the fourth spot. I, uh, I'm a believer in Cole Beasley. I've got Boogeyman? Stefan Diggs, numero uno, Devontae Parker, numero dos, uh, Julian Edelman, number three, and then I got John Brown, number four. And the point that I was trying to make earlier was I think uh, this division has a very sneaky wide receiver ADP where you can draft them. I think you can get value out of this uh, division at wide receiver yep. all along the draft. No, I agree with that for sure. That mo- pretty much all of these guys you're getting at pretty reasonable um, ADPs besides like Parker and, and maybe Edelman. Like I'm not taking Edelman at that ADP. But um, anyway, moving on to Craig's favorite position in this division, um, the tight end position. Uh, I am, unfortunately, uh, I'm saying Mike Gusecki is the best tight end in this division, even though I think he's going to not be very relevant. Then I got Dawson Knox just because I saw some splash plays out of him last year, and I think he's a pretty cool tight end. Um, I got Asi Asi. Um, I think he's going to be somewhat relevant and be something over there in New England. Not too much. He's not going to be super fantasy relevant, and especially in redraft leagues. And then I got Herndon. Um, and honestly, like I already said, I don't think he's going to be super relevant because I think Crowder's the dude that gets dump off passes, but um, he's he's who I have. So um you fellas what do you think i have the same top three as you do and it took me a minute to figure that shit out and then i put a question mark on four so uh you can flip a coin for that one (laughs) all right um i wrote patriots tight end patriots tight end i think one of those (laughs) tight ends steps up okay this is don't forget it's a system okay offense and uh the tight end reigns heavily in this offense last year they had absolutely no tight ends that's why they drafted both those guys in the third round i think one of them shows up and shows out and and is fantasy relevant this year which one i don't know it's a coin flip um mike gusecki and then i got chris hernan chris hernan man you screwed a lot of people last year there's a lot of people <laughs> on that there chris was some hernan, hernan truth and there's some dude, hernan truthers see, for sure there was a lot of uh, drafts that i was in where people were super high on chris hernan they were drafting him as top 10 tight end he's injured the whole year come on man get healthy do something okay yeah uh, get healthy hernan do something <laughs> now we'll go to craig's portion of the show we're going to say how we got this division breaking down um, I think that the Bills run away with this division. Yep. They probably win like 13 games in this division. Uh, I think the second place team is going to still, Patriots are going to still just claw their way in here. They're going to beat up on those little shitball uh, Dolphins and Jets. Then I think the Dolphins, they're the second place team. And I honestly think the Jets might be cellar dwellers. They might be the worst team in the league next year. So that's how I got it running out. Um, going down that way. What do you got, you fellas? I I wanted to have a bold take like I did last week, but I don't. I have the exact same as you, and I was just gonna say that I think the Jets might be one of the worst 
top five bottom teams in the league also. So that's uh, pretty interesting. James? Man, I disagree with you guys. Ooh. Um, I'm going to have Pats number one until I see Bill Belichick relish that crown. They still are the division champions. I think they're going to keep that attitude going in this year. They're going to go in there and mop up all those shit balls, as Nate calls them. Um, I got the Bills number two. I just don't think they have the coaching that Bill Belichick has. Number three, I have the Jets, dog. Whoa. Don't forget, don't forget CJ Mosley basically missed the whole season last year. They're going to get him back on defense. Um, they added all that offensive power, um, especially on the offensive line. They're going to find a way to make Le'Veon Bell more relevant. <laughs> and your boy, Jamison Crowder, the Dolphins are the crappiest team in this division. <laughs> I think they tank another year because they're going to be going through two quarterbacks. Plus, they got a brand new left tackle. Okay. And uh, I just don't believe on in most of their offensive weapons. They're going to be the worst team. And I think they'll be top five worst team in the NFL next year. All right. <laughs> Who there wants that go. tattoo? Hit me up. Hit on Twitter. Up. Number Hit one Dolphin. Guys. Pissed off Dolphin. Pissed. <laughs> pissed. Pissed. Pissed off Dolphin. I got a pissed off a goat tattoo, if you guys didn't know. So, hey, thank you guys. Uh, that's kind of a wrap on the show. Thank you for all of the listeners um, every single time. We appreciate every single one of you. Um, thank you for following us uh, here on every podcasting platform. You can find us on social media at Instagram. It's fantasy on tap and on Twitter. It's tap underscore fantasy. James, the boogeyman board just is kind of running that show. And then Craig, he's still going to do his TikTok stuff. <laughs> Craig, right? TikTok. Uh, one day TikTok, I will do a t- fantasy, <laughs> fantasy on tap yeah. TikTok. Don't worry. Craig's TikTok for sure. All right. Well, thank you guys again. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you. Take it away. Jake.